Charges dropped against drain company whose construction site was the location of six people dying. Children's surgeries are being delayed all over Canada. Quebec's Common Front is gearing up for a showdown with the province. A plane crashed in Mali, killing some number of members of the Wagner Group. And mudslides in Guatemala have devastated a slum in Guatemala City. Good morning. It's Tuesday, September 26th. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. This morning, we start with a story that you might recall from hearing on the Daily News. Back in August 2022, a group of six people were driving early morning in Barrie, Ontario. They somehow ended up in the bottom of a massive drain, and the fall or the impact killed them all. They were Curtis King, River Wells, Jason Ono O'Connor, Luke West, Jersey Mitchell, and Haley Marin, and they were all between the ages of 20 and 23. It took police 20 hours to come across the gruesome scene. The owner of the drain is a company called Con Drain Group, and they were charged with six counts of criminal negligence causing death. Barry Police said the company failed to properly secure the construction site, and fair enough, how else could you explain a car going down to the bottom of a drain killing six people? Condrain hired the legal firm Heinen Hutchison Robitaille, which you might recall represented Gianco Meschi and other high-profile cases. The law firm released a statement on Condrain's behalf, saying that, quote, Condrain had always had confidence in the justice system and that this matter would conclude as it has today, unquote. Of course, one imagines what the parents of the victims would say about this same justice system. To this day, we still don't know what the site looked like, how they could have missed this massive hole. But it was just a hole. Photos of the hole are pretty incredible. It's a big road with a massive hole in the middle of it and some pretty rickety fence surrounding it. When you think of a construction site, even if you were to drive through it with fences up, you might imagine asphalt has been removed and there's some debris. Maybe there's a hole that you might drive into. You wouldn't picture this. This looks more like something Wildly Coyote created. CTV Berry's Kim Phillips writes this, quote, it remains unclear what safety measures were present, such as fencing, signage, or barricades in the vicinity of the large hole in the construction zone where the deadly crash occurred, unquote. Notable, of course, in this story is that Condrain happens to be owned by one of Ontario's richest and most well-connected families. And that's the de Gasparis family. You might remember them from being caught up in the Greenbelt scandal. A member of the family refused to speak to the Auditor General about his properties and their relation to being removed from the Greenbelt, saying that his company's business was none of her business. Mm-hmm, indeed, justice works for some people, I guess, in Ontario. Next to national news that children's surgeries are being delayed, compounding medical issues and creating even more problems for the health system. The report from the Conference Board of Canada has found that 4 in 10 kids have had surgery after 6 months. 6 months is the clinically recommended wait time for these surgeries, says the unbylined story from the Canadian press. The report was commissioned by the group Children's Healthcare Canada. The range of delay is 13% of surgeries in Alberta to as high as 68% of surgeries in Nova Scotia. 
One of the most common procedures being bumped is surgery for scoliosis. If the surgery is delayed for scoliosis, it causes pain in the individual as their spine continues to curve and it becomes a riskier and costlier procedure when it's delayed. And recall that one of the most important principles of the Canada Health Act is that healthcare in Canada is more or less equal. When you have a gap of delays from 13% in Alberta to 68% in Nova Scotia, that means that a child in Nova Scotia is much more likely to have more severe outcomes than a child in Alberta because of the state of the healthcare system. That's a really critical point that the Canadian Press article doesn't mention, but it is important to remember that that's why we have the Canada Health Act. Children and youth with more severe scoliosis can wait up to 18 months for the surgery, and the Canadian press reports that even three years isn't unheard of. Youth, of course, need to have this surgery as quickly as possible because growth spurts can accelerate the curvature of their spines. And there's a note at the bottom of the story that says the Canadian press receives money from the Canadian Medical Association for its health content which, while they assure us that CP is solely responsible for the content, would be good to add the author's name to the piece so that we have at least one basic level of transparency. Now to Quebec, where public sector unions are gearing up for the first big showdown since François Legault was elected. Legault announced that his government would be extending COVID premiums until October 15th. These premiums expired alongside collective agreements in March, but the agreements have been extended twice by the government. The premiums are paid to psychologists, nurses, specialized construction workers, medical secretaries, and workers who work within Quebec's long-term care facilities. The government made it clear that they would be open to keeping these bonuses if the common front took a quote-unquote significant gesture as they get into bargaining. Radio-Canada reports that there was no information about what the government would consider a quote-unquote significant gesture. In Quebec's public sector, the unions form something that's called the Common Front, or in French, le Front commun. The Common Front represents some 420,000 workers in health, education, social services, and post-secondary education sectors. The workers the unions represent don't have a contract, and the Common Front has called for negotiations to take more of a priority of government. There have been a string of Common Front protests already. Yesterday morning, there was a protest in front of the Treasury Board in Quebec City, and there was a protest at École Champlain in Sherbrooke, organized by members of the CSQ. And several thousands rallied in Montreal this past weekend. The FIC, Quebec's nursing federation, marched in front of François Legault's riding office in Assomption this past weekend. The Front Commune means that bargaining happens all at the same time, and it gives tremendous leverage to the workers. This year, or last year technically, but this is the year of bargaining, the Front Commune turns 50 years old. It was founded in 1972 and has deep roots within the Quiet Revolution in Quebec. The unions leverage their collective power to negotiate with the government and make sure that no public sector worker is left behind. And now to Mali, where a plane crashed while it was landing in the northern city of Gao. Jeune Afrique is reporting that the plane was a Malian military plane and it was being used to transport Wagner Group soldiers. The airport spokesperson said that it wasn't clear what caused the crash. The plane was a Russian-made model Ilushin 76 and it's not clear where it was heading. It was pretty much full of Wagner Group soldiers, as in there didn't seem to be non-Wagner Group soldiers on board. A spokesperson from the German military, and they're present in Gao as part of the UN mission in Mali, called Minsuma, confirmed the crash. 
Things are tense right now in Gao as the UN mission is winding down and the Russian army presence is ramping up. Plus, there's been violence against civilians, making things even more tense for the militaries operating there. As the plane was a cargo plane, there isn't a standard number of passenger seats, so it's hard to know how many people were aboard. The last time an Ilyushin 76 went down was in June 2022. That time, it was operated by the Russian Aerospace Forces, and five of the nine people who were on board were killed. And finally, to Guatemala, where six people are dead and 12 are missing after a landslide has swept through Dios El Fiel, a slum in Guatemala City. Among the missing and dead are nine children. The Naranjo River breached its banks and destroyed at least six homes that were underneath a bridge. The landslide was triggered by heavy rains, which caused the river to swell. Al Jazeera reports that it pushed stone soil and waste through Dios El Fiel. One of the residents of the slum is Marvin Cabrera. He said that the folks who live there live there out of necessity. He is a food delivery worker. Another resident said that she hopes the government will move the survivors into safer housing as there's nothing left of many of their homes. Guatemala's poverty rate is 59% and it is missing about 2 million units of housing for what the population needs. Landslides are common during the rainy season, which lasts from May to November. So far this season, at least 29 people have died from landslides, 10,000 homes have been destroyed, four roads and nine bridges have been washed away, and 2.1 million people have been affected. Those are your headlines for Tuesday, September 26th. I'm Nora. It is Tuesday, so it's Sandy and Nora Day. And you know what? The episode is so fresh that we haven't even recorded it yet. Expect it to drop before noon today if you're on the Eastern Time Zone or, I guess, the next couple of hours. You're listening to this podcast at sandyandnora.com on the Real News Network podcast feed and or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday and look forward to the main episode coming up soon.